Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org slash notes. Welcome to Friday. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. I got some good news for you. Jesus is alive at the right hand of God. He is the Lord God Advocate General of the Church. Hallelujah. And He never fails in prayer, changes things, and faith work. Glory to God. And you're healed whether you know it or not. <laughs> Glory to God. Father, thank you today. We praise you and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go back to Mark 11, 23. For verily I say unto you, Jesus said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart or in his inner man, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall or he will have whatsoever he saith. Now, I will, I shall, we use I will today, and there's no stronger affirmation, there is no stronger statement in the English language than I will or he will. He will have whatsoever he says. Now, who said that? Jesus said that. You notice it's written in red. Red words always win. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, faith, where does faith come from? All right. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's look over here in the book of Romans because we, we, need to, we need to touch on this right now because of what we're about to get into. In the 12th chapter of the book of Romans, and the third verse, I say unto you, through the, I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now that's not every man in the world because 1 Thessalonians says, all men don't have faith. Wicked and unreasonable men don't have faith. Well, he said every man among you. So every born again believer has the measure of faith. All of us start out with exactly the same measure. Now, you can grow it bigger. You, 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 it won't stay just stagnant. Spiritual things are always moving. Well, it's the same thing in the natural world. If you don't use it, you lose it. Now, so the measure of faith, how, how, did, how did you get that? Okay, let's go over here and look at the book of Ephesians 
and look in the second chapter, Ephesians chapter 2, and notice verse 8, For by grace are you saved through, through faith, and not, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. What? The grace or the faith? Okay. Remember what we read in uh, Romans 4, 16? For therefore it is of faith, so that it might be by grace. So back off. No faith, no grace. It doesn't, doesn't start off with grace. Grace is the end. God wants to treat every human being as if sin had never, never happened. And that's what His grace is. So faith is first. Without the faith, you can't get the grace. So the gift, well, well of course, both of them are gifts, but they come in, in order. The first gift was faith. Now, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Now then, we can go back to Romans 10, and we look at verse 17. So then, faith cometh. Faith came by hearing, and the hearing came by the Word of God. The faith was in His Word and is in His Word, and it's His faith. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? It's His faith. Now, there is natural human faith. Everybody has that, and everybody needs that. You need that. That's what we've been talking about when we're talking about common sense or, or in, walking in the natural. You, there's things in the natural you're going to have to do, and you better have some common sense about some things. Amen. But you can't live by faith and, and walk in common sense because that's walking by sight instead of by faith. And we've talked about that. Now, so when you heard of Jesus, you heard Him preached, you, you heard the Word, and you believed it. <laughs> the second you believe, the second, the, the, see, it's at the speed of light. The, the, the very second, second that that occurred in, in, in a combination of your, your mind and, and your spirit being, whoa, the faith was there, and that faith caused you to be born again. Recreated, not just forgiven. Therefore, any man that is in Christ, created in, created, preach the gospel to every creature, every created, all created. When, when, when you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, your spirit man died, literally died the death of the cross, and you were born again. That's not just a figure of speech. That actually took place. But I want to tell you something else that took place at the same time. It, it's not enough talked about it. It should be all preached at the same time. At the same time that you were born again, you were healed because Himself bore our sins. Okay, now that, that, that He bore our sins, our iniquities on the cross, by whose stripes you were healed. See, you were, you were actually, how can I say this? Lord, make it clear. 
salvation was released in the Spirit by Jesus, by the Holy Ghost. What have we been redeemed from? Do you know? Well, we've been redeemed from sin. Well, that's true, but that's not the whole picture. The Scripture says we've been redeemed from the curse of the law, Christ being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. Now, everything, spiritual death, disease or sickness, and poverty were under that curse. That curse came on the earth when Adam committed high treason and, and turned himself and the earth over to the devil. Now, Jesus paid the penalty. He went to hell and paid the penalty for that. Now, under the old covenant, God has always been a healing God. Right from the very beginning, He's always provided healing for His people. Let me remind you, God's name, Almighty God, as it's translated in English, God, the healer, God, Jehovah Rapha, the God, I am. See, I am is translated in, in the English Bible as Almighty God. I am. You, you find it, for instance, uh, over there in um, Exodus 15 chapter, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord. L, capital L-O-R-D. That's saying the same thing. I am. I am. Well, I am. God said, I am. Now, that's translated Almighty God. But now listen to what he said. I am Jehovah Rapha. I am your healer. Well, you know, I believe healing's passed away. Really? Well, I just believe that God doesn't heal anymore. Well, I guess he changed his name, huh? No, he never changes. Ha, ha, ha. Ooh, that's shouting ground. He never changes. If he was ever, if he was ever Jehovah Rapha, he's Jehovah Rapha now, and he will be Jehovah Rapha throughout the eternities. Glory to God, because it don't never change. And Jesus Christ... The same yesterday, today, and forever. Glory to God. All of the message of divine healing is wrapped up in that. But now to receive it, you, you, you attach faith to it. The woman with the issue of bud, she believed it in her heart. She said it with her mouth. If I but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. She did what she said, touched his garment. Jesus, knowing 
that power had gone out of him stopped and said, who touched me? Then he told her, daughter, your faith made you whole. Now, that faith came into you and it's in you right now. If you, if you're, if you know Jesus is Lord and you, you can, you can have it before I finish the next sentence. Just say, Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you. Take my life and do something with it. That, that's all it takes. Now, of course, you, that's just the beginning. But now, now, now be, be, listen with careful ears. I was um, with my spiritual father, Oral Roberts, and um, in, in a meeting, of course, I was part of the flight crew. I was a student there at Oral Roberts University. And uh, I... Uh, I'm, <laughs> My lightning fast mind figured out a few days later, he can't get out of town without me because I'm part of the flight crew. But I, in, in a meeting, I, I heard him say this. He, he said there was a, uh, one of his partners that, and he was in the hospital and uh, he, went up, he went up there to pray and lay hands on him and uh, for God to heal him. Now, if I remember this right, if, if, I believe it was his, I believe it was his wife. Maybe, well, anyway, it's been 50 years ago. Forgive me, all right? <laughs> but here's the point. Talking about her husband, she said, Brother Roberts, we've got all kinds of faith, and we don't understand why he's not healed. Now, listen to what he said. You can have all kinds of faith and never get healed. Huh? Yeah. You can have all kinds of faith and never get healed. You have to release your faith. Praise God. You have to release it. Faith is like money. Money in the pocket can't buy anything. It has to get out of your pocket. I mean, you can walk through the grocery store, have $100 in your pocket, walk through there, and just walk out hungry. Let me give you, let me give you, a better, let me give you a better illustration. There was a man that, that I heard about years ago he was in poverty, this man, was, and he was sick, and he literally, he starved to death. And, and, and they, they went, you know, they did autopsy on him to make sure somebody didn't kill him, but he just starved to death. And he lived in a, just a, I know, ramshackle. And he just had, just, oh, old boxes. The room is just full of boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes, shoe boxes and little boxes and little larger boxes all over the room. And they thought, well, you know, he's just an old hoarder. He just, he just don't turn stuff loose, you know. They found $34,000 in cash in that man's room. $34,000. And he starved to death. A person full of faith can starve spiritually because they don't ever turn it loose. Now, 
Let's look here in the, the uh, book of James. Go, go over there with me, book of James, right quick. And, um, and look right there in that first chapter of James in the um, uh, 22nd verse, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Huh? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you can, I mean, you can be so thrilled with the word and you can go to meetings and, and you can do like glory in me. You go to bed at night and lay my telephone down there and, and lay there and listen to Brother Hagin. You can lay there and listen to Bill Winston. You can lay there and listen to Keith Moore. You can lay there, <laughs> amen, and just get so excited and just so thrilled with the word. And don't ever act on it. And your faith fat. Yeah, you're never releasing your faith. You never receive your healing. You just enjoy hearing it. No, glory to God, yes. Mm. <laughs> and you, so you, you, if you don't ever put it into action, be ye a doer of the word and not hearers only. Now, look in the second chapter and the 17th verse. Even so, listen to this now, even so, faith, if it hath not works, don't let the word works throw you. Look, look, take your Greek cordons and look it up. It means corresponding action. Be a doer. Correspond your believing by acting. Well, what does that mean, Brother Copeland? Well, let me ask you this. What would you do if you were healed? Well, Brother Copeland, you know, I'm, I'm paralyzed from the waist down. What, 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 what would you do? Are you kidding? I'd jump up out of this chair and I'd run around this room. Do your best to do it. You believe it in your heart, fill your heart up with faith. Yeah, but I can't. No, see, you ain't got any faith. Well, now, let, let me take that back. You've got faith, but you're not releasing it. You're not releasing it. I had... Um, uh, the, the, um, back when I was a student there at Old Roberts University and I was going to, brother, I was going to the meeting, they assigned me to, to go to the invalid room. Now they had thousands of people in those, in those meetings and, and, and Brother Roberts laid hands on people out in, in the, uh, out, out where the crowds were and so forth. But there were people that were ambulatory and some of them just couldn't physically manage that thing out there. Now, they, they took people out there that there's there a lot of really sick people. They weren't hiding them. Anyway, they had me go in there and listen to the message on the, on, on the PA system inside there. And, and so I outlined point by point what he, was, what he preached that night. Then between the time, which took him about five to seven minutes because when the, the, he had a little deal that was about big around this table and it had a little table inside it with a black curtain around it and he'd come off of the platform and the first thing he would do out from under that anointing was pray for his partners. And then he would go to the 
invalid room where these people were. Well, and he's, I then was in that five, six, seven minutes to remind the people of what he said. This point, this point, this point, this point. He walked in there. I stepped out of the way. And, and he caught my coat and pulled me over there to him. Now, this is what he said to me. He said, you're going to do the praying and you're going to do the laying on of hands. Well, man, I, I could feel it. I never prayed for anybody in this kind of condition. He pulled me over there. And listen to what he said. Don't touch them till you're ready to release your faith. Ready to release my faith. Flashed across my mind. In fact, the first woman that we were to pray for was, she was in the last stages of stomach cancer. But she was about, oh, I don't know, four or five steps away from where we were standing at that time. In those four or five steps, it crossed my mind. I was studying the, the three areas where Jesus received the power in his name. I was right in the middle of that study, and I was really, oh, man, faith had come in me on the name of Jesus. And, and then I, I'd heard him talk about that point of contact, the point where you believe. Releasing your faith, that's the point where you start believing. At this point, I believe. Now, I thought, I'm not going to touch him till I speak the name of Jesus. I walked up to that first one, and her nurse had to hold her, and her little old tummy pooched out here. She looked like she weighed about 75 pounds. But her little old tummy pooched out here, that old tumor in there. Her nurse held her up like this. We walked up there. He's standing right here. And I said, in the, I'm about to touch her right there. And I said, in the name of Jesus. And that's all I got out of my mouth. I knew I released my faith. How can you feel it? No, but I knew it because I said it. He, whew, he was standing right there behind me, and it was under such an anointing. You can't, you can't imitate it. It can't be done unless it's under that power anointing. He shouted, you foul, unclean spirit, in the name of Jesus, whose I am and whom I serve. Take your hands off God's property right now. Every hair on my body stood to attention. <sighs> the air was charged with power. Oh, and it flashed across me. The lion of the tribe of Judah has roared. She, <sighs> she blew that tumor out on the ground. Oh, 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 amen. She jumped up, started running around the room and shouting, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. And a nurse running behind her, thinking she's going to die any minute. And, but oh man, no, she's totally, completely healed. But see, that is an absolute miracle of God. And I'm going to tell you something else while I'm at it. That we're back into that right now. That, that these, are, these things are happening now. Amen. But I'm talking about releasing your faith that moment of release. You can do it on the words. You can do it on the name. Acting on the word of truth. I'll be back in just a moment. 
We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.